amazing. Well, good morning, church. I'm Pastor Justin. I'm excited to bring the word this morning. Who is excited to watch God move? Come on. Oh, my goodness. I see a few people got back into their houses from having to be uh, out of it for a little while with the fear of the fire. So praise God, nobody's house got burned down in our church. So I'm so grateful for that. Amen. We pray for those that did. If you know somebody that needs help, let us know. We can't help if we don't know about it, right? So um, I'd be honored and privileged to help anybody that we can help. So we love that. Welcome everybody online. We're glad you're watching today, that you're here and that you're a part. Hello, Drew Urbasic. Love you, buddy. Uh, Suzanne Gates, Alex Bush, John Hassler, Dorothy Faraganin. Are you guys getting to know some of these names? You've heard some of them. You know some of these people. They're watching from all over the place, which is amazing. Lynn Leppelman's watching, Guadalupe Garcia, Brittany Black, Catherine Pereira. Uh, let's see, we got, oh, that's it, that's awesome, so good. I'm glad you guys are all online watching and being a part. Share the feed on your Facebook, on your Instagram, let people know there is church going on right now. God has a word for you, amen? Amen. Where are my paper Bible people at? We got some paper Bibles in the house today? Where are they at? Oh, we got some good colors out there. We got the, the famous white Bible. Can I kind of borrow that one? This, this, this Bible is famous right here. It's, it's a pretty, pretty spe- look, at, look at how like yellow those pages are. They're, they're gold. They used to have probably like a gold lining around them, but it's, it's, it's a pretty old Bible. But this, this is the first Bible that Chelsea ever read out of. Is that gnarly? That's pretty cool. Chelsea, Chelsea, when Chelsea and I first met, she did not believe in God, and, and, uh, and she told me that it was a Santa Claus story and that she didn't want to hear about it. She didn't want to be preached at. This is Pastor Chelsea, you guys, in 2008. Come on, somebody. In 2008, Chelsea knew nothing about any of this. I remember when she said, hey, I was at this wedding, and they were saying this thing, and, and I was wondering what that meant. And I'm like, oh, here's my moment. Here's my chance. I said, well, do you have a Bible? She's like, I don't know. She went searching around her mom's house and found this in a drawer. And, and I said, okay, now open it to the book of Corinthians. She's like, what do you mean the book of Corinthians? I have the book right here. Come on, somebody. Your pastor, Chelsea. So anyways, that's the, that's the famous Bible that Chelsea first read from. I love that. Is that awesome? Well, awesome. I'm glad you're here today. Go in and turn your your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to hang out in verse 4. While you're turning there, does anybody enjoy the Peanuts comic? Anybody enjoy that? And and, do we have any Charlie Brown fans? Got some Charlie, where, where are my Snoopy fans at? We got Snoopy fans? Anybody like Linus and Lucy? Right? Oh, my gosh. I love all those characters. They're so fun, especially around the holiday season. I get excited about that. But one of the most famous lines that Charlie Brown has is what? Good grief. Good grief. Tell your neighbor this morning's message is going to be titled Good Grief. Can we put Charlie Brown up there? I want to make sure he knows that we're doing this. Right? That, Snoopy reminds me so much of our little dog Noble now. Right? Can't I ever eat anything in peace? Do I have any other dog owners? Uh, you, they, they have a look, don't they? They sit next to the table and they look at you like they've never eaten anything in their life. And it's just like, can't I eat in peace? Goodness gracious. And, and that dog is smart, I tell you. He goes right for the four-year-old. He knows where the food's going to fall. Come on, somebody. But somebody say, good grief. 
good grief. I was, I was uh, sitting eating dinner last night, and, and I kid you not, while I was eat, supposed to be eating dinner, just enjoying time with my family, God was downloading this message into my heart, and Chelsea's looking at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, God's just giving me a download right now. And so I don't know who this message is for. I have never preached on this specific subject before, so this is going to be fun. Somebody say this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Do we have tissues out there? Because it may be a tissue kind of day. We'll see what happens. Be ready for those that have tissues under your chair to pass them around if that is what's necessary. But we're going to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. Um, I want to say thank you to my team. I have an incredible team. Do we, do we have an incredible team here at Livingstone? Oh, my goodness. They switched on a dime. I, I decided and just kind of like pulled an audible. You know, it's like anybody who has some football fans out there, right? All of a sudden the – is that a football team or is – I was just – I didn't know. Um, anyway, so apparently, you guys, Cowboys is a football team now. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So crazy. Anyway, but when, when the quarterback calls an audible, he sees something on the field that's going to be different. And he says, hey, well, I know we had a set play, but we're going to change it up. We're going to get ready to do something different. We're going we're gonna to try to catch him off guard. And kind of what I wanted to do with the enemy this morning is catch him off guard. Does anybody like doing that? Just catch the enemy off guard. So we switched up the flow of service a little bit. Uh, I said, hey, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, we can do that. And I said, all right, let's do it. And they're like, you mean like today? I'm like, yeah, like today. Let's try this today. We're going to try something new today. So we're going to keep perfecting our flow and getting better and, and see how we can, uh, we can make this service even more fun. Is anybody ready for that? Awesome. Are you guys going to help me stay on my 28-minute mark? You've been praying for me this week? All right, we're going to see. We're going to find out how good your prayers are right now. Okay, is everybody in Matthew chapter 5? Verse 4. says, God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this message this morning. Lord, I thank you for downloading things into my, my heart and my spirit so that you can preach to us, so that you can teach us, so that you can comfort us and minister to us. So God, we just give you the floor this morning. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, grief is something that we all experience. Has, every, has everyone experienced grief? Now, I know we went from Charlie Brown to already, like, we're talking about grief today. Oh, this is kind of a somber thing. But there's something that God wanted to touch on some hearts. And, and I believe that all of us have experienced grief in life, but many of us don't fully understand it. Come on. Somebody say, come on. I need some come on people this morning. Some of our early experience of grief. Maybe you lost a pet when you were younger. Do you remember the first pet that you lost? Right? When you, when you buried the hamster in the backyard. Did anybody do that? Or did your, your parents just throw it away for you and just, oh, yeah, he went off to a better place. Are you with me? Like, like I, we had like a full service in the backyard. Are you with me? Like my, my little fireball, his name, his, it was his name. He was a dwarf hamster. He was this big. I mean, this tiny little thing. And he was not nice at all. Does anybody has a dwarf hamster, they are not nice. They bite you and they're not fun. I learned later if I got a rat, who, how many people hate rats? I know there's more people that hate them than like them. Where are my haters of rats? We got some people who hate rats. Where are my people that love rats? Oh, good. Those are my people right there. Rat, a rat is like a cat, only smaller. Are you with me? I know those that hate rats, they're dirty, they're nasty. Well, they're just, I mean, a stray cat is dirty and nasty too. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. They're carrying disease all over the place. But a little, a little rat 
it, I mean, it, it likes to sit on your shoulder, and it just kind of, it, it like does like a purr, like a cat purrs, right? Uh, the little rat just kind of makes this little clicking sound in your, in your ear, like, oh, I love you, I'm glad you're here. Are you with me, right? And so I, I enjoyed my rats as a kid, but I remember when, when they passed away and how hard that was. I remember crying. Does anybody remember crying when their, when their dog died, when their cat died, all those different pets, when you lost your first pet? What about when you lost a grandparent? Do you remember that? Remember what it was like to lose a grandparent? I lost my, my grandfather a few years back, and he had a stroke right before he passed away, and, and uh, he gave me his, his colors. And, and for you that don't know what that is, that's a, a back patch that I get to wear when I, when I ride my motorcycle. And so I, he gave me his colors, and it meant so much to me, and he could barely get the words out of his mouth, and he gave that to me, and he died a week later. And I remember just going like, oh, that, that thing means so much to me. But we have grief in those moments, don't we? Those moments where we lost somebody. And then later on, maybe some of us have lost a mother or a father. Is that anybody in here? I lost my father last year, very young age, right? Some of us have lost a father or a mother and, or maybe a friend. I lost my, one of my best friends last year too. And, it's, and, and we go through this moment of grief, this season of grief. Some of us are still grieving. Is anybody still grieving? Like, you don't have to raise your hand, but I, I know that it can be hard going through grief. Here's my first point. Where are my note takers this morning? You guys know where the tissues are? You're ready still, right? You're doing good? Is everybody doing good? I got people crying already. I can see, like, eyes are turning pink, thinking about those loved ones that you're grieving. Listen, there is something so good about grieving. Somebody say good grief. Good grief. Here's point number one. God can show his goodness in my grief. God can show his goodness in my grief. In John 11, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Listen, for some of us, like, uh, and don't look at your neighbor, okay? Don't look at your husband right now. Don't point anybody out. For some of us, we hide our grief. We hide it. We put it, we bottle it up. I'm fine. I'm good. Is anybody trying to be strong still? I'm good. I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not crying. I'm fine. Don't talk to me about it. I'm good. We bottle it up. But here, as we read that verse again in John 11, verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Listen, there is something good about letting your spirit be crushed in the midst of grief. There's something good about that. He is allowed to rescue you. If you've got it all together and you're pretending like you got it all together, guess who isn't rescuing you in that moment? Because pride sets in. Oh, this is a heavy message today, isn't it? I can see it. There's so many tears being held back. I can just looking around the room. There's things that we've grieved. Listen, I'm glad you're at church today. Next next week, I'm going to have a really fun message. Okay, are you are you okay with that? I'm going to start a new series next week on our birthday. Can we do that? Come, what, what's our new series called? Can we throw that up there? Mind Space. Does that look fun? Come on. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about winning the battle in your mind. Does anybody get excited about that? But before we get to that, we might have to go through the grief. Because I think there's some hearts in here that still are needing some healing before we can actually get into the mind space. Are you with me? I think there's some hearts that need healing this morning. God gave us the gift of grief. So we don't have to be a slave to sorrow. Come on, let's say that again. God gave us the gift of grief so we don't have to be a slave to sorrow. 
That is what God gave me last night in the middle of dinner. God gave us the gift of grief so we don't have to be a slave to sorrow. See, there's a difference between grieving and living in sorrow. Are you with me? There's a difference between letting yourself be emotional for a moment so you can feel the pain. Listen, most of the time when I teach on grief, it's because I'm doing a funeral. Now, that's not, you guys don't usually say amen at funerals either and get excited at funerals. But I'm going to ask you to get excited today. We're going to get excited today about grief. Because there is a gift of grief. It's a gift. Like when I'm sitting with somebody who just lost a loved one, I'm not going to tell them that their grief is a gift. But since we've all gotten through our stuff so far, maybe it's a few weeks away or, or years away, but it's still real in our hearts, right? But I can talk about it because it's not the moment. We're not looking at a casket. We're not looking at, at having to deal with that moment. Unless any, if someone lost a loved one in the last week or so, I apologize. I didn't write this message specifically for you, okay? Is that fair? Can we do that? But I felt like God wanted to speak on this because I never take the time to teach on grief. It's not a fun message. It doesn't get me excited, I'll tell you that. But when I read about it and I was sitting there praying with the Lord, he was saying, no, grief is a gift. I want you to grieve. Listen, when I do a funeral, I tell people, hey, listen, it's okay to hurt. Because when you hurt, it means that the person that's now gone was valued and loved. If you don't hurt, it's almost like it didn't matter. Are you with me? Grief is a beautiful thing. It's a gift. It's a gift. Some of us are, are grieving other things. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a death. Maybe it was a loss of a relationship. Somebody's no longer your friend. Somebody left you. Somebody decided that their sin was more important than their relationship. Come on, some of us are grieving relationships. Whatever you're grieving, grief can be a gift. Grief can be a gift. Tell your neighbor, grief can be a gift. Grief gives God permission to rescue us. Grief is our white flag of surrender. Saying, God, I'm broken, and I can't do this by myself. I need you. Is that anybody today? Come on, somebody. In 1 Thessalonians verse 4, or I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 13, it says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died, so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. Verse 14, for since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. We have hope. See, when you're grieving without hope, you're living in a place of complete brokenness. You're a, you're a slave to that brokenness. Is anybody with me? No? Just me? All right, sweet. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Somebody say it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. We don't want to be a slave to sorrow, do we? God gives us something to hope for. You know, you might have come in without hope, but I want you to leave with hope today. Are you with me? You might have come in without hope. You might have been pushing that grief so far down that you haven't dealt with it. But I believe that God wants you to deal with your grief so he can put you on purpose. Are you with me? I see the tears coming now. As we're thinking about those people that we love. It's okay. It's okay. Feel it. Allow yourself to feel it. You know, um, oh gosh, I got, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be careful. I'm doing good, you guys. I'm doing good. You're praying for me, right? You're praying for me? 
We don't have to grieve like those who have no hope. God gives us something to hope for. You will see your loved ones again. Amen? Point number two. God gives me hope in my grief. That's point number two. Somebody say that out loud. God gives me hope in my grief. In my grief. Isaiah 61 verse 3. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Somebody say beauty for ashes. A joyous blessing instead of mourning. Somebody say a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. Somebody say festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Sometimes when we look at our lives, we see ashes. We see ashes. We just went through a fire in this area, right? There's a whole bunch of ash. Did anybody have to clean up some ash this week? I know some people had to clean up more ash than others. Come on, right? I, I cleaned up a bunch of ash in my backyard. It was disgusting. Like we were gone for two weeks. And so the tree dropped all of its seeds and all the ash with it and stained my concrete. Come on. First world problem, somebody say. We can go through life only seeing ashes. Somebody say, but God. All we see is mourning. Somebody say, but God. All we see is despair. Somebody say, but God. When we put our trust in him, he is our hope and he is our glory. Listen, when we look at life, we might see ashes, but God wants to give us beauty. Are you with me? He wants to do something different. When we are in mourning, he wants to give us joy. Joy in the morning. And when we're in despair, he wants to see us in festive praise. Come on. There's just something that shifts when we take our eyes off of our situation and we put it on Jesus. Now, here's the thing that the enemy wants to do in the midst of your grief, right here in John 10.10. It says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. See, the enemy wants, to, wants, our, wants us to not put our hope in God. Instead of, instead of having ashes, the ashes won't steal our beauty. Come on, steal, kill, and destroy. The ashes won't steal our beauty. My mourning won't kill my blessing, and the despair won't destroy my praise. Come on, somebody. This is taking God's word and his promises in the midst of the enemy's actions. Why do we, why do we call an audible when the enemy wants to do things? Because he wants to take your mourning. He wants to take what is supposed to be giving you life and supposed to be giving you value when you think about those people that you love, and instead he's, put, he's trying to steal your joy. He's trying to kill your worship. Are you with me? He's trying to take you to a place you don't want to be. But instead, the ashes won't steal the beauty. Are you with me? That steal, kill, and destroy. The mourning won't kill my blessing, and the despair won't destroy my praise. Come on, these are things we can declare in our life. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Talking about God. When we fix our eyes, when we fix our mind, when we fix our heart on Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. When we fix our heart on Jesus, we can get through the grief. We can get through those seasons of grief. Come on. Come on. Where maybe you had a dream and that dream did not come to pass the way you thought it was supposed to. You're grieving the loss of a dream. Is anybody with me? I thought if I started this business, I remember a friend of mine who started, he, he took, his, his mother passed away and left him an inheritance. 
And he's like, I'm going to take that inheritance and I'm going to invest it into this yogurt business. And the yogurt business, I, I, I'm a business guy. So I sat there with him and I said, hey, I don't know if this is a good idea. This may not be what you want to re- invest in right away. He's like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. A couple years later, had to close down that business. He thought that's what he was supposed to do. Some of us are grieving the loss of what our dream was. I thought it was going to be this, but listen, God's not done with you yet. Are you with me? God's not done with you yet. You may have failed once before, but that doesn't mean that you're going to fail at everything you do. Are you with me? I think that's a word of hope for somebody this morning. You may have failed once before, but that doesn't mean you're a failure. Are you with me? i failed so many businesses, I can't even tell you. Without failing those businesses, I wouldn't have learned how to run businesses and operate businesses and get to where we are today, how we function as a church. Amazing what God did through those failed businesses. Are you with me? But you've got to trust God and keep moving forward. Go ahead and grieve the loss of what you had, but it doesn't mean that God's done with you. Seasons of grief can be overwhelming. It can feel like we're drowning in sorrow. But somebody say, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Now, that sounds so cliche, right? It sounds like something you put on a bumper sticker and on a, like a 1992 Toyota. Are you with me? Like, of course, that person's just excited about life driving their 1992 Toyota. Are you with me? Because it's still, it's still running at 400,000 miles. Amen? I'm jealous of that Toyota sometimes, I tell you. But Jesus is the answer. As cliche as it is, Jesus is the answer. He's always been the answer. In Psalms 121, verse 1, and I can get my worship team to start coming back up. I told you guys I'm going to start sticking to the time. We're going to make this stuff happen. Psalms 121, verse 1 says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Here's point number three. Jesus is the answer to my grief. Jesus is the answer to my grief. I want you to tell yourself that. Jesus is the answer to my grief. Listen, what you've lost isn't as important as what God's going to do next. You will see that person in heaven again. We find our hope in the creator of heaven and earth who made a way that we get to see each other again. Are you with me? I can, I can grieve, but I can also sit and rejoice knowing that this is not the end. This is not something I'm going to have to only live for the rest of eternity without this person. Are you with me? Grieve. Let yourself feel the pain here on earth. But also know that in a few years, I'm going to be with you again. But I'm going to take some people with me. I'm going to take some people with me. I'm not going to let my grief right now destroy everything that I can do on this earth. Come on. What I lost is lost. It's done. It's over. But I tell you what, what is to gain and what God has ahead of us is so much greater and so much bigger. Are you with me? We have something to hope in. Oh, there's something that shifts in our lives when we realize there's something to hope in. All of a sudden you walk into that dead end job. Wait a minute, God still has me here. There's something to hope in. Are you with me? Oh, that that business that failed, there's something to hope in. That that relationship that failed, there's something to hope in. That addiction that I just got over, come on, five minutes ago, there's hope in. Are you with me? God is still moving and he's still on the throne. Jesus is the answer to my grief. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 says, For the kind of sorrow... God wants us to experience, leads us away from sin 
and results in salvation. Let me read that again. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Come on, this is God's word, you guys. And this is what I believe that God's word was for you today. And maybe, maybe this wasn't the, the happy, uplifting, gosh, I just need somewhere to encourage me. This is, listen, let, let this be the encouragement. This is the encouragement. Through your grief, God will get glory. Through it, not by hiding it, not by looking like you got it all together, but through your grief. Ladies, how many, how many ladies had the honor and privilege of becoming a mother? There's something about birthing something. It's painful, isn't it? My mother's out there. It's painful, isn't it? Even, even just getting to the day, right? I remember the last weeks. It's like, can this baby come already? The pain of that. Your, your ankles are this size. I mean, the, the pain of that. You want me to walk? You want me to do what? The pain of that. And then the hours for most people. Hours. I won't say anything. But most people. Hours of labor pain of that but as soon as as soon as that baby comes out as soon as the doctor cleans it all up and, and puts them in your arms the pain is gone you got to get through the pain to get to the purpose are you with me there's something beautiful in that moment where you're going this is new life this is new purpose listen there's a time to scream and yell and be upset about the pain get through the grief because there's glory on the other side. God's got glory for your life. And I wanted somebody to hear that today. I don't know who needed to hear that. Maybe you're watching online right now and you're like, this message was for me. Well, thank you for praying because God downloaded it all last night just for you. Because he cares about you. He cares what you're going through. He cares the struggles that you're experiencing. That pain is real. Feel it. Chelsea was going through Lamaze classes. I remember we were, as we were learning how to go through the birthing process and do these things, we had decided. Now, I know not everybody decides this, and there's not a right and a wrong way. Everybody has their own birth path. You have the one you planned and then the one that happens. Are you with me? But the one that we had planned was that we weren't going to, she wasn't going to get an epidural. She wasn't going to get all those things. We wanted to feel the pain. She's laughing at the word we. You know, she uses the word we when she says we need to clean the house and we need to take out the trash and we need to do this and that and the other thing. But when it's, oh, we gave birth, I had nothing to do with it. I played a part, okay? My part was more fun, but anyway. <laughs> to feel the pain so that you know when to push. You know when to push when the certain pain comes, when the contraction comes. When you can't feel it, it's harder to push. At least that's what we were told. And when we went through those classes, they were saying, hey, you can get an epidural, but if you do, you won't be able to know when to push as hard as you need to push because you can't feel the pain. And it might take longer. And so we're like, we don't want it to take longer. We want it to go faster. So I want to feel the pain so we can know when to push. Listen, if you've been feeling pain this last couple years, or these last couple months, these last couple weeks, it's time to push somebody. 
it's time to push. It's not time to back down. It's not time to go hide in the corner. It's not time to ask for more painkillers. Listen, we've been going through painkillers all the time. I'm numbing myself with Netflix, right? I'm going through all these different things. I'm, I'm numbing myself with chocolate. I'm numbing myself with food. I'm doing all these different things to numb my. It's time to stop numbing ourselves. Feel the pain and let's push through. Are you with me? Let's push through to the other side. You know what? We're getting closer and closer to an election year. And I'm not, I'm not being political. But I tell you what, if, if you've been around for any certain amount of years, you've watched about every four years, all of a sudden we start getting a whole bunch of contention and people at each other's throats and trying to figure stuff out. What if we decided to push through the pain right now and decided we're not going to be like that this time? We're not going to be like that this time. We're going to be so focused on Jesus. Who he puts in, in office, awesome. But I'm focused on Jesus. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because that can change our nation. If we're so focused on a difference of opinions, difference will always divide. Are you with me? Difference will always divide. But if we want to unify, we look at Christ. Where does my help come from? It's not Capitol Hill. It's, it's the hill that Jesus died on. Are you with me? When we start looking at what God can do in and through you, we stop looking for help somewhere else, looking for painkillers. We look to Jesus and say, you are where my help comes from. Somebody say, God gave us the gift of grief. So we don't have to be a slave to sorrow. If you don't get anything else from today's message, I hope you get that. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer slaves. All right, you are dismissed. We love you. Have an amazing week. Invite somebody to church.